Whether you're growing a plant, or you're planning a whole garden, or maybe you're just placing a container out, or thinking of putting a rain barrel, maybe you're thinking of building a patio, or maybe you're house hunting, looking for a new house. In any of these decisions, one key component is thinking about your sun exposure and the direction of your space. It can make a big difference in your overall outcome of how successful your garden or a plant could be and how much time you're going to be spending outdoors. We have lots of sun here in the Southwest, sometimes a bit too much. But when we start to put a little bit of thought and intentionally start to use the sun exposure to our advantage, you will never make any design or garden decision without considering it because you will realize what a difference it makes. Welcome to Garden and Nature Southwest. I am Vani Shukla. In today's episode, I'll give you lots of examples and hopefully through these examples, I can give you some practical applications on how can you use it to your advantage. You see, we all know about the directions and the solar exposure. We all know it. It's pretty simple, but we don't use it on an everyday basis because we don't have the necessity with our mostly indoors modern lives. Several generations ago, people depended on this kind of knowledge because they needed to optimize the temperatures inside their homes. They were looking for ways to optimize the food production in their gardens. And therefore, the solar exposure and the direction where the space is was super important in their uh, decision making. However, these days, the importance of this information comes in handy when we are trying to make an effort to have more outdoor time. Um, and of course, you're going to have more outdoor time if you enjoy your time outdoors. Then it will not feel like you're making a strong effort to step outside. You will want to go outside. Especially in the harsh climates, we are looking to create those microclimates. We try to improve the soil, we look for the best irrigation system, we might we collect rainwater, we mulch, we do all sorts of things to improve that microclimate. When it comes to sun exposure, we also look for whether the plant is requiring full sun or part sun, but often we may not go beyond that. However, if we plan ahead, if we get into the habit of thinking about the various directions and how it's going to be um, in different seasons and different times of the day, when we get into the habit of that, it can make a really big difference because you can change your soil you can change the kind of water that you're giving. You can rain water versus city water and the amount and etc. But you cannot change the shade conditions or the sun condition a whole lot. If part of your garden is shaded by your house certain time of the year, you cannot do much about it unless you unless you plan to get rid of your second story and, and create more sun that way. Um, I, I don't think there's any way to bring more sun in that area. So that is why it is so important to think ahead. Now, sometimes we might think it might it's going to require going out with the notebook and keeping track of where the sun shines at different months, different time of the day. That's just one more thing to remember to do to go outside and track the sun. So it never happens, but it's not required either. You don't need to do that. So I'll give you some examples um, which can be really helpful for all sorts of decision-making about your living space. Especially I want to focus on outdoor living and garden, but I will mention a few things about indoor spaces as well. When we were looking for our first house, it never occurred to me to pay attention to what direction the windows were in or where the backyard or the front yard faced. 
we knew we wanted an open field indoors. We wanted lots of windows, good natural light, but never even once thought of checking what directions the windows were in. So anyway, when we moved into our first house and I started to garden, I realized what a struggle it was. It was hot sun all day. And of course, there were so many other things that were not going right. It was not just the sun, but it was a big factor. And I just blamed it on the hot desert climate that my garden was not doing well. I still hadn't thought about direction my garden was in. At some point, I probably heard from one or two other people that their gardens were doing well and that the plants benefit from some afternoon shade. And I guess that's when I realized that there is no afternoon shade in my yard. There's just sun all day long from morning to evening. And I guess it might have been that point that I had probably looked into why that was and my backyard was facing the south. So this was the south side, very hot in summer. And I thought that was not good at all, that I ended up with a yard in the south. But let me tell you now, if I have to pick one side to having open space only on one side of the house, I would choose the south side. That is my favorite. And I'll tell you why. Because although initially I was struggling a lot with growing plants during the summertime, as winter came along, this side was warm. Not only that, another real big advantage was that now the sunlight was coming inside my covered patio. In the summer, this covered patio was shaded. The seating space was in the shade. But in November, December, January... We got sunlight in our seating space. It was warm and toasty. And the sunlight was coming in not only all the way in the patio, but also through the windows indoors in our living room. And for me, that ended up being a big plus as well, because I started to use that sunny space near the window to start my seeds in the winter for the spring, for the summer. Now, this happens because in the winter, the sunlight is coming at an angle towards the wall and the windows rather than straight down from above to your roof. So when you put your plants near that wall, the south wall, they last longer in the winter. Compared to the rest of the space, this space near the south wall is going to be the warmest. I had created a good setup with my container plants in that patio, which was getting all the sunlight during the winter. And I have mentioned the details about this setup in the previous episode. So in the wintertime, it's definitely a big plus to have some open space, seating space, patio, or a garden in, on the south side. Now, winter is all good in the south side. But how about the hot summer? Well, if it was an ideal situation and you had space on all sides, then of course the east side is best in the summer. But most of the times we don't have the option of growing on any side we want. We might have only one or two areas available to grow. And that was the case with our house too. The east side was a very narrow side yard. And that too was shaded by the neighbor's house, which was a tall two-story house. So I was left with the hot south side of my garden. And in that situation, you have to look for ways to create shade. Now, the most obvious ones are, of course, either growing trees or, or putting up a shade cloth. But these two very effective options are not always possible in each yard. But I'll talk about these a little bit later. Let me first talk about some of the less conventional ways. So as we know, the east side, where you get only the morning sun exposure, is easier on the plants in our hot summer months. 
The east side gets the morning sun only because it is shaded by the house. If you imagine there were no houses in that neighborhood, it was just a flat piece of land, it would have sun all over that area. So the morning sun or the afternoon sun or the shade, these are all created by the house or other large structures. But same way we could use other smaller objects or small plants and bushes. So in our yard, there were two large planters, then there were rain barrels, uh, also a couple of years later we had an outdoor grill, then there were containers for composting, there were also a few small bushes which were about three feet by three feet, as well as a few palm trees which are again not great for shade but they do create a small patch of shade, uh, especially if they're not too tall. So these small patches of shades sort of scattered throughout the yard was what I used. I created mini growing areas on the east side of these objects or plants. And we also had a small sort of rounded patch of lawn that we had removed to create a growing area, to create a vegetable patch. It was not too big, it was sort of irregular rounded shape area. And in this rounded area, the west end of that, I used trellises to grow squash or beans. And these trellises were not enough to shade the whole area. And of course, it's not as good as if you were putting a shade cloth on top. Um, but it still provided relief for a couple of extra hours in the late afternoon. The part where the trellis shade could not reach, that's where I planted other taller plants. Some of the tall plants that can tolerate quite a bit of sun and heat are okra and corn. So similarly, these tall, sturdy plants would create some shade on their east side where you could grow smaller, less tolerant plants like bell peppers or small tomato plants, the determinate kind. The trellises, if they are wooden trellises with tighter uh, lattice, then it would, of course, create more shade and that's what um, I was using. So this kind of Apache system with multiple growing areas may not be the ideal, may not be, and may not create the optimum amount of shade, but still I can say it was working. My garden was super productive. Now, of course, the best options to create shade are growing trees or um, having some sort of shade cloth on top, a pergola or some sort of a structure that could give that partial shade. And these are the options I'm using now in our new house. What I have realized is that the deciduous trees, the ones that drop the leaves in the winter time, are the best for that flexibility where you would have the much needed sun during the winter time and you will have shade during the summer. So if it's a seating area that you're trying to create shade in, then, then a small or medium sized tree with dense foliage, that would be best for growing near a covered patio where even though the covered patio is not getting any sun inside, but having a tree nearby could give it some extra cooling. Now, if it is not a covered patio, it is an open seating area. Of course, having a large shade tree, if the space allows, um, then that would be the best option to go with. For the growing areas or even larger spaces where it's not one dedicated growing area, but you have sort of uh, plants growing around like wildflowers or, or such. Having some trees or bushes which can provide some dapple shade are the best. And so for that, I find uh, mesquite trees or palo verdes, desert willows, these kind of trees work really well to 
just give the plants a little bit of protection from the real hot sun, but at the same time, it's not completely shaded either, where the plants cannot bloom or the vegetables cannot produce. That's the best way to go. And especially in the areas where you get really strong winds, the tree option is a better one than the shade cloth because because it does get a bit difficult to have a shade on when you're when you get strong really strong gusts of wind however it's not entirely impossible if you secure it well then of course a shade cloth is also an option so even though there are challenges of hot summer sun exposure in the south side all day long still that remains my favorite side if i had just one side to pick because again, there can be something done to create shade, but there's no way I could create sun in a shaded area. If a side is shaded, I cannot bring sun into it. When it comes to patio or any seating space near the house, then to south side is always the best, especially if you have a covered seating space. Because you will be able to use it year round. In the summertime, if it's a covered patio, sun is not going to, you're not going to have sunlight inside the patio, in the seating, in the seating space, because sun is directly overhead and the roof will completely block the sun. In the wintertime, because the sun is down at an angle, sun shining towards the wall of the house, so yes, the sunlight is going to come into your seating space in the covered patio, making it nice and warm. So a south side covered patio, you'll be able to use it year round. The patio is on the north side, then few months a year you won't be able to use it. And when you're paying attention to which direction your patio and your other spaces are, then especially when you're, let's say, looking for a new house or um, even in your existing place if you're looking to build a patio or build a seating space, paying attention to the direction of space can make a big difference in how much you're going to use that space. Even when you have very limited options, you can create some sort of workaround if you're planning ahead. So for example, when we were building our new house, we did not have the option of having a south side backyard. It is what it is. The front of the house was going to face the street and that is the south side. So the backyard and the backyard patio was going to be on the north side of this house. However, by then, because I was already so much in habit of paying attention to the direction of any space or the sun exposure, I knew we had to have some sort of um, seating area on the south side also so we can continue to enjoy outdoor time even during the winters. So we ended up making a tiny courtyard which is on the south side so that gives us some privacy and we are able to have our breakfast or lunch or have coffee and enjoy the sun even in the cold winter months. Now what if your patio is on the north side and there is no option to have any kind of seating area on the south? Then in that case, if the space allows, you could have an additional seating area further away from the house. Because when you move further away from the house, that part is not going to be shaded by the house. Especially if it's a single-story house, it's not a tall house. In that case, maybe about 15 foot away from the house should be able to have sunny area even during the winter. It's the part close to the house that remains shaded. And of course, if it's a covered patio, 
that's going to remain completely in shade um, in the winter time on the north side. So having a small additional area further away from the house, something that is not covered, just a few chairs, um, just a small open seating area. That way in the summertime you can enjoy your covered patio and in the wintertime you have that open seating area uh, where you can enjoy the sun. How about if the patio and your garden is on the west side? In that case, having tall trees throughout that west edge of your property is the best way to shade the whole garden space. These trees may be um, a mix of dense shade trees and some dappled shade trees, depending on exactly where you're going to create your growing area. And then closer to the patio or the seating area uh, with some dense shade. And of course, obviously, there's always that option of having that roller type shade that goes up and down. But even if you have those shades, growing some trees cools down the temperature in the area. So that, that so it's going to be more comfortable. And I think it's always um, best to have the deciduous trees the trees that will drop their leaves in the winter time. So that way you can enjoy the patio in the winter months. And if you have a bigger space, a bigger yard, then maybe having one or two evergreens also where you're creating the habitat for birds during the winter time also. But in the other areas, you could have these deciduous trees that will allow the sunlight in the winter time. If it's an east side growing space and an east side patio, in that case, the growing space is perfect in the summer. In the winter time also, it's going to get some sun, but it is going to be relatively cooler compared to the south side because it's going to be only in the morning time that you're going to get sun. In the afternoon, it's going to be shaded. And if you have space on more than one side of the house, so if you are the lucky one where you have a south side space as well as the east side space, then best to have your vegetable garden, and also if you're gardening with annuals or other tender plants that do not tolerate much heat, then have a growing space on the east side, for especially for the vegetable patch. It's going to be more productive on the east side uh, in the summertime. And then the south side could be used to add a few uh, winter plants, a few container plants uh, in the wintertime, and also any other kind of native plant would be just fine on the south side. The patio, of course, no question, south side is the best. Now, this is something that you're going to be using for all sorts of design decisions. Um, now, let's say you're putting rain barrels. Now, primary thing, of course, there is going to be if you have uh, scuppers in a flat roof, then where are those scuppers? And of course, also depends on um, the space that you have in your yard. Where is that space where you're not going to obstruct the views from inside. Um, and so all those considerations have to be uh, the priority. But again, it's always best to keep the sun exposure also in mind. Because if you do have some options, then, then putting the rain barrel on the east side would be the best. However, if that's not an option, then of course there are so many other ways to shade a rain barrel. You could have a fast-growing tree or put a flexible mesh trellis and grow a vine over it so there are um, or create some sort of a shade structure over the rain barrel so of course there are several ways to shade it but at least when we are thinking about the sun exposure in the directions 
we have an idea ahead of time and we can predict how hot that rain barrel is going to get and how to prepare for that. Now thinking about the direction or the sun exposure, you'll be using that for each and every little thing. For example, let's say if you're placing a container, the shade that container creates on its east side in the afternoon might be a good place to put some small cacti or other succulents, which often also benefit from afternoon shade. And it will create a nice look also at the base of the container. Or you could choose other heat-sensitive uh, annual flowering plants and they will bloom longer and brighter because they will be shaded in the afternoon by that container. The direction of the space can also affect your decisions about what kind of materials you use for your containers or raised beds. If your growing space is on the east side, you can use pretty much anything, metal or wood, because again, in the afternoon it's going to be shaded, so the type of material, whether it's rocks or metal or wood, it's not going to make a big difference as far as how hot it gets inside the contained area. But any other side, especially the west side, uh, or even the north or the south side, uh, remember, the north side in the summer gets good amount of sun unless you have again shade trees or you're shaded by the uh, next door neighbor or something um, if not then north or south is going to get good amount of sun in summer it, it's the winter time that the north side is shaded by your own house the part that is closest to your house is shaded but in the summertime there's going to be a lot of sun on all three sides except the east side so in any of these sides if you're using metal or rocks it's going to get much hotter inside. The plants are going to be facing a lot more heat. So in that case, the better options could be building sunken beds instead of raised beds. Um, so that's like you dig a few inches in, in the ground instead of it's, it's just the opposite of raised beds. Um, so that's an option. But if you have a very rocky land and raised beds are the best options, then then it's best to avoid metal or rock and going with wood might be a better option. So again, there you are taking into account what direction your growing space is in. Thinking about directions or sun exposure is super important for indoor living as well. And you may not be able to do much about your existing space. But if you are planning to renovate or if you're house hunting, looking for a new house or, or building your house, then knowing about your directions can make a big difference in your indoor environment. So if you're looking for bright interiors, not necessarily sunlight coming in directly all the time, but just bright natural light, in that case, you want your windows on the south and the north side. So if you have the option of having windows on both sides, let's say if you have a larger space, a living area, and you have the option of having windows on both sides, then that's the best scenario have windows both on north and south, and that way you will have a really bright space. You will have some sun coming inside through the south only in the winter time, not in the summer. In the summertime, you will not have any sunlight coming in from the north side or the south side, but still it's going to be really nicely brightly lit. The side that you want to avoid the windows in is the west side. If you have windows on the west side, then that room is going to be hot and in the summertime you will have those windows covered all the time during the afternoon. However, if there's no other option and that's the only side you can have windows in, then of course it's good to have windows rather than no windows. 
because of course after sunset and before noontime you will have the view of open space. So it's always good to have some windows rather than no windows. But west side windows are least comfortable compared to uh, windows on the other side. If you have windows on the east side, yes, in the morning the room may be bright. But a lot of times what happens is when there is direct sunlight in the room, especially in the summertime, you end up closing the shades. In the wintertime it can be useful, but in the warmer months you'll end up closing the shades at least partially to avoid the direct sunlight coming in. And in the afternoon it's not going to be as bright. So for that reason, the south and north windows are better than the east and west windows. But again, any window is better than no window. If you're building your house and if you have a choice, having the garage on the west side, especially if you don't need any windows in the garage and you're not going to be using it as a workshop or anything, then having that garage on the west side can keep your rooms that are next to the garage, it will keep them cooler. Now, another important thing to note is that majority of the times your house is not going to be facing exactly exactly in that direction it might be somewhere in the middle it might be a northeast or or a southwest something like that so you might have the benefits or the drawbacks whichever whatever you want to call it um, of two directions so if you have a compass these days most often it's on our phones iphone comes with the compass app but for other phones too, if there's no Compass app, then I'm sure a free Compass app could be downloaded. And all you have to do is just check it once or twice and then you'll remember it. Because once you know what window or what side of your house is facing what direction, after that, everything would be relative to that. If you're in your garden planting a large bush, you won't have to check your compass every time. Because you already know relative to your house what is in what direction, where is the sun is going to be in what season, where that bush that you're planting is going to be creating shade in the afternoon. So it's just once or twice in the beginning that you have to check with the compass and know the directions of your spaces, indoors and outdoors. I hope this information was helpful to you. If we take a moment to notice what direction the space is in, then it can help us plan better how we're going to use the space. And if you have some options, then just this factor itself, meaning the direction of your space, just this factor alone sometimes can end up changing your initial decision. So that is all for today. Until the next episode, bye-bye.